Wednesday, April 18th, jam-packed show today. A lot to talk about from a busy, busy Tuesday night in baseball. It's the CBSSports.com Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Adam Azer, Nando DeFino, Al Melchior. I'm not really big on my stats of the day today. They're not that good. Uh, no strikeouts for Johan Santana for the first time since 2003 when he was a Minnesota Twins reliever. I like it. You do? Yeah. Okay. And Jamie Moyer became the oldest pitcher ever to win a game. He is 1-2 and two with a 2.55 ERA. He has faced Houston, San Francisco, and San Diego. Is anyone interested in Jamie Moyer? 3% ownership. I have him in an NL only league, and he is my uh, my favorite player because old people rock. <laughs> and I could say that as uh, you know, at least somebody who's the oldest person in this room. Yeah, but younger, you're younger than Jamie Moore. Yeah, but you wouldn't Still. have gotten a win last night, and he did. <laughs> but I think you can make the case that he's mixed league borderline at this point. If you're looking for like a like a Mark Burley esque kind of rock, who's going to get you low, you know, low WHIP, low ERA, obviously no strikeouts, but. You know, someone who could just be that anchor in a deeper kind of mixed league at the end of your rotation. Moyer doesn't really get blown up a lot. I mean, he has poor days. I'm wondering if he will, though. I think I, I think yeah, he will. I included his matchups because he's faced, again, Houston, San Francisco, and San Diego. Yep. I don't know. That seemed relevant to me. If he, But, you know, he could face those teams again, especially the two NL West teams. Exactly right. I mean, the NL West, you know, he, he gets a, a pretty decent schedule. The Diamondbacks, there's some, you know, blow-up potential there. You know, any home start, there's blow-up potential. But, you know, probably a lot of starts at Petco, Dodger Stadium, AT&T. Um, so I, I think he'll be up and down. Uh, I, I have a hard time imagining streaming him into any of my mixed league teams, but we'll see. I mean, if he keeps going like this, uh, time will tell. he's in the discussion. <laughs> By the way, those Diamondbacks, that lineup, dealing with some big-time injuries to a couple of outfielders, we'll talk about that. Today on the show, Johan Santana, Francisco Liriano, Justin Masterson, they all struggled. Kyle Loesch, Cy Young, what do you guys think? We're going to say uh, no. What if the season ended today? I still don't think, and I know this is wrong, but the people who vote on this stuff, I don't think they'd vote for Kyle Loesch. Would you? Uh, he's, he's, I think what, two and oh, he he's got like great. an 0. 0. 0.8, 0. 0.89 ERA. Big, I'm sure. Big start. I'm sure there's someone, someone else can make a case for. Probably. Yeah. So, I, he's, Kobe a, Lewis. he's a contender right now. Uh, yeah. we're going to save Kobe Lewis for tomorrow. We're for buy or sell, but he had a big start. Uh, we're going to grade your trades, update you on the injuries, talk about some slumping third baseman and much more, including dueling Chens, right? Well, they didn't pitch against each other, did they? No. No, but they pitched. <laughs> so they weren't quite doing. <laughs> In uh, my mind, they were. I think that <laughs> that's not the definition of the word, the dueling chens. I think they actually have to be going against each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. I kind of got thrown I'm, off I'm there. stretching it. I, I like the dueling chens. I like it too. So I asked people on Twitter this morning for some of their trades, and we got some good responses, but my friend Sam decided to be a jerk and tweet a couple of uh, trades to me. He said, yes, hi, long-time listener, first-time tweeter. He's never listened, by the way. Uh, I, traded the, <laughs> I traded the New York Met for the San Diego Chicken. Thoughts? Do I bench him? All right. Now, first of all, does he mean Mr. Met? <laughs> yes. Because, uh, I mean, I didn't know if he was trading, yeah. like, Jason Bay. Or... No, he traded Mr. Met for the San Diego Chicken. Uh, oh, I think that's solid value. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good job. We give it an A. Uh, he also said, um, I also traded my milk for two boxes of high C Slimer Punch. Good? What do you think about it? Did you ever have Slimer Punch? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't. I'm, it sounds like I'm missing out on something here. You and, I doubt it's you. Go, and, cr- clever Ghostbusters, uh, the cartoon marketing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was good stuff. All right, time for the, the real show now. Three up. 
Orioles outfielder Nolan Reimold has homered in four straight games. He's owned in 47% of leagues. He did hit 13 home runs in 87 games last year. You wouldn't expect him to keep batting 351. But what do you think about Nolan Reimold, Nando? Um, we were talking about him a little bit yesterday, and I think Al, actually, I'm going to defer to my colleague Al here because he's writing a column about Nolan Reimold. He's fresh in his head. Yes, well, you know what? You know what I wrote in the column? He's hit 13 home runs in 87 <laughs> games. So, uh, you know, but that shows that yeah, he has power, and you hit the nail on the head because he he can certainly be trusted to be, I think, a 2025 home run guy if he plays every day, which he's never really had the opportunity to do for a full season. Um, but the batting average for him has always been suspect, and there's no reason at this point to assume that uh, he's going to be more than a you know maybe 250, 260 hitter, but uh, you know, like my colleague over here, I'll <laughs> oh. I'll take the power if, if you get enough, uh, you know, sort of side benefit from that, uh, you know, to make up for the for the bad batting average. And I think Reimold is going to be driving in runs and uh, scoring runs. And, and uh, this is a guy who is mixed league viable. Reimold or Fowler? Yeah, I would I would actually go Reimold. I think I would too, actually. Reimold or Josh Reddick? I guess that's an easy one, right? It, it is, and you know, in a way, they're they're a little bit similar. But if you take Reimold out of Baltimore and put him in in Oakland, you wouldn't like the results. And mm. yeah, I, th- I think it was an unfortunate move for Reddick to get traded to uh, to Oakland out of Boston. All right, so Reimold, pretty good. And I was actually surprised to see zone in forty seven percent of leagues. People have picked up on it clearly. Uh, three up number two, Josh Willingham. Got to bring him up again. He homered again. He's got five home runs and nine RBIs. Buy or sell? Man, I think at this point you're not going to be able to buy him for what you'd want to buy him for. Um, and I definitely wouldn't sell him. This is definitely he's, – he's not a 60-home run guy. He's a 30-home run guy. And that stadium is going to sap some of his power, although it doesn't seem to be doing yeah. it right now. But uh, I, I think he's more of a hold. I think he's right in between those two. Okay, three up number three, ALE's first baseman. Big night for Adam Lind uh, and a big night for Carlos Pena. He had three hits, and Lind had two singles and a home run. Pena or Lind? Uh, Pena, uh, and I like Pena more coming into the season. Pena's just been on fire so far, and that's another guy you have to wonder if he's going to be able to keep up a high batting average because he's never really done it. But, um, again, so much power there that uh, you just can't, uh, can't ignore him uh, when you compare him against somebody like Lind that you know, just doesn't have the solid track record. Pena or Lind? Uh, Pena. I think there's a lot to be said about Pena and, and also Uneski Betancourt to a degree. Who, you know, they're comfortable Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Maybe he just likes being here in Tampa Bay. There's a level of comfort when you're playing this long of a season. It could be worth something, you know. Maybe he's, he's excited to be back. Three down right now. Struggling third baseman, Ryan Zimmerman and Alex Rodriguez. And let's go with Kevin Euclid as well. Yeah. Zimmerman hitting 227. He's homerless. A Rod 220, or he's hitting 217, excuse me. A Rod's 227. He has one home run. He's driven in two. And Euclid went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts yesterday. To me, he just doesn't look mentally or physically as into the game as he was in the past. <laughs> oh. You have a lot in common with Bobby Johnson. That's <laughs> just my independent analysis of Kevin Euclid. Uh, he also has had that minor groin injury. So, of these three, Zimmerman, A Rod, Euclid, rank them in terms of how, you know, how worried you are. I'll do it uh, according to the injury uh, factor here. So Zimmerman, they're all, they all have an injury factor. But Zimmerman, least worried. A-Rod next. Euclid, very concerned. And 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts isn't helping me with my, uh, with my anxiety over him. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Euclid? What would you do as a Euclid owner? I mean, at, th- at this point, I mean, with almost everybody, I'm saying give it at least one or two more weeks. 
Um, you know, with him, it might be closer to one at this point. Uh, he, it's getting to the point where he needs to start to show something. So uh, I wouldn't drop or even bench any of these guys yet. But Euclid is probably uh, going to be the first one to hit the bench if I had all three. Who are you particularly worried about, if any of them? I'm with Al. It's, it's Euclid. And Boston seems to be like this, this one team that's in a weird vortex all by itself with just so many weird external factors. And the whole bullpen mess and Bobby Valentine, you know, uh, I think a lot of them were upset about, uh, you know, I was in Boston this week and all my friends are psycho Red Sox fans. They're explaining <laughs> to me how everyone hates the Red Sox ownership group, which is a total 180 from, you know, what it was even last year because of the Francona leaks, because, of, you know, all, all the stuff coming out in the press, the way they're handling the team. And if, if anyone on that team seems to be like the kind of guy who, you know, would be affected by that, I think it would be Kevin Euclid. He's He is like the embodiment of a Boston Red Sox player. And uh, maybe it's just something like that. Like, he's not motivated to play for this team that did this to Terry Francona and, and you know, kind of screwed over a bunch of guys. I, I don't know. But that's just my only guess because we haven't seen Kevin Euclid strike out four times since 2007, I think. Wow. That could have been the stat of the day. I don't want to steal your thunder. I, I think it is now. Always steal <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder, man. No, nah, look, you, if you got something like that, you bring it. All right, that well, was that, that's a long story. <laughs> that's actually Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. I read that on Twitter last night, so. Okay. Thank you, Evan. That's his stat of the day, his stat of the last night. I got another we'll one. We'll throughout several stats. Uh, I, I think I have another one coming up a little bit later that you just reminded me of. Marlon Bird is second in three down. He's two for 34. He's hitting 0-59. You could make the case that in a deep league, this could be a good time to, to pick him up because he could get hot, right? I would argue in a deep league, this is a good time to pick up Brett Jackson. That's another good point. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you know, give your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's, you know, I just thought preseason, you know, they even thought about starting uh, Jackson up with the team early in the year, but that got uh, squashed pretty quickly. But clearly they, they want Jackson on the fast track here, and Marlon Bird's given them every excuse to do it. So, um, you know, and it's not like Marlon Bird is, is any sort of world beater. So even if he turns it around, it, it might not be enough. I think we could see Jackson up with, within a month. All right, three down number three is Cameron Maben. He went 0 for 4. He's batting 170. He has scored eight runs with three steals, though. You think he turns it around, Nando? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think he's – I mean, he's shown that he can hit for average, uh, at least to a degree. He gets a lot of steals. Um, you know, I'm not worried about him getting to 260 on the season. Maben or Vernon Wells? Uh, I like Maben a little better. I like Maben a lot better. Maben or Angel Pagan? I kind of like Pagan. In that scenario. The only thing with Pagan is I just worry about his playing time situation there because it seems like the Giants haven't really figured out what they want to do. But uh, skill-wise, I like Pagan a lot better. Truth be told, I probably would go Mabin because I just feel safer he's going to play every day. Let's look at the rotation. Five pitchers from yesterday who caught our eye. Johan Santana was bad. <clears throat> Defense did not help him out, but uh, one and a third, six runs, four of them earned, four hits, one walk, no strikeouts. I'm worried. I was going to be worried the first time he gave me any reason to worry. Um, but uh, what do you think, Al? Uh, a little worried, sure. I don't think he's going to – he was pretty you know, pretty decent um, the first couple of times out. Um, but this, this isn't too shocking. And the whole thing is if you're not striking anybody out, and it's not just this one start. He hasn't really been a strikeout guy in his first three starts. And so, yeah, if, if your defense is even a little bit suspect, you're going to get hurt by that. And that's, that's an issue that's probably not going to go away for Santana. So I still think yeah, – I left him out of the top 70 this week. I had a few uh, sort of angry tweeters, emailers say, what's the deal with that? And, you know, he's, he's got to first go more than five innings. And he has to strike 
strike a few guys out too. So, um, you know, Santana's got some work to do for us to trust him in standard and shower leagues. Kyle Loesch, second in the rotation. Who'd you rather have rest of the year, Loesch or Santana? Uh, Loesch, I think. Okay. Are you buying it at all? I am, I'm buying it. I mean, I'm not buying, you know, the sub one ERA, but I am buying that, you know, I think we saw that he can be a, a very good pitcher. Um, I just don't know. He, he's not a strikeout guy, um, he, although he's getting strikeouts. Six uh, last night. Yeah. He, he hasn't traditionally been a low ERA guy, though he's getting a low ERA. But I'll, chug it, I'll, I'll put this on the Bruce Chen level of maybe he just figured something out. One through ten, how worried are you about Francisco Liriano? He is 0-2 with an 11.91 ERA, and he got clobbered yesterday by the Yankees. I'm up to 10. I want to apologize to everyone uh, <laughs> last week when I tried to do the don't panic thing. But, um, man, he's just uh, – maybe he's tipping pitches. Whatever the reason <laughs> is. We learned about that yesterday on the show. He's, he seemed, he's tipping the fact that he's not going to throw the ball in the strike zone, I think. God, man, he's a mess. He is a mess. You can dedicate him? an entire podcast to Liriano right now. <laughs> is it time to drop him? Uh, well, you know, I've advised people. I said this is going to be a bad week for him, so wait this week out, see what he does next week. So at this point, I can't really change course because he is, he's done exactly what I figured he'd do in, uh, in the start against the Yankees. Could you imagine if Teixeira was in that lineup and if they had uh, Russell Martin, a catcher? Chris Stewart was the catcher. Chris Stewart had a two-run double. I know. And Lariano's <laughs> getting think. smoked by them. Yeah, Liriano wasn't good. Um, but, you know, you say hold on to him, Al, but there are some enticing options out there on the waiver wire that we've been talking about. Guys like Kyle Drabeck, Drew Smiley was Drew excellent Smiley. last night. Um, would you drop Liriano for Smiley? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Al. Uh, no, no. Um, I, w- I wouldn't, and, and here's why, for exact, the, the exact reason that you're saying. There are a lot of good guys out on waivers. So if you miss out on Smiley, if you miss out on Drabeck, and I'm not – totally convinced about either of these guys yet um there's going to be four other guys that are also enticing options out there so you can afford to be a little patient with liriano now obviously the the real cost here is not the guy you're going to miss out on waivers the real cost is that you you could suffer through two or three more terrible starts but i i think liriano is worth it uh if you can again if you could, could bench him this week you needed to you know, next week we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it's not going to be long before I start saying drop Liriano if he doesn't start showing improvement. But it is still a little too early. And I'm sorry, I just want to wedge in a comment here because after I made the comment about uh, Santana not striking anybody out, I had this little sort of glimmer of doubt. He has struck out 13 guys in 11 third innings, so I need to oh. retract that from the record. Yeah, he didn't strike anybody okay. out. Okay, but he still needs to go deeper into games. Uh, Liriano or Porcello. Yeah, right now, Liriano. Wow. Nando? Um, uh, see, I like Drew Smiley a lot. Porcello, I'm kind of iffy on. And Liriano, I still, you know, it's, it's like the, the girlfriend who treats me bad who I keep going back to. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to go with Liriano just for one more, one more week. I'm sticking with Liriano. Okay. And I swear, one more week. <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief last night. And then night. you're leaving. Yeah, yeah and then that's it. <laughs> Did you breathe a sigh of relief last night with Josh Johnson? Oh, big time. Absolutely. You look good? Looked very good. Um, now, only three strikeouts, and the issue were, uh, you know, one of his issues was he just he wasn't getting whiffs at all. I mean, I even questioned the strikeouts. He just wasn't, people weren't, you know, if they were swinging, they were making contact in those first two starts. He was getting hit around pretty badly, but um, much, much better in this, in this last start. Justin Masterson, he struggled again. This time it was against Seattle. He wasn't terrible his last time out, but... Uh, th- he was pretty bad this time. Three and two-thirds, eight earned runs, four walks, and one strikeout. Anyone worried about Masterson? I'm not really. I'm not really either, although this 
looks a little bit sort of like older Masterson a couple years ago, not the greatest command, but, um, you know, Josh Johnson, actually, it's good to put these two back to back because there's a great example of how, again, you can't panic after back to back or even back to back to back bad starts. It happens to everybody. Okay. Who are you more impressed with, Bruce Chen or Waylene Chen? Uh, I got to say Bruce, although I'm really impressed with, with both of them so far. But, um, and, and maybe in time, uh, Wei-Yin Chen will be just as impressive as Bruce. But, um, yeah, uh, Chen's really you know, a much better pitcher than he used to be. I know I'm staying the obvious here, but, I mean, it isn't just in the results. I mean, he's, uh, I looked it up a little while ago. I forget, uh, off, offline here, I said he only had, like, four walks or something. Let's see if I can find that again. But he's become much a much better control pitcher, and I think the move to Kansas City has been great for him because he can, you know, be sort of like a Jason Vargas type who pitches to contact and doesn't get himself into trouble with walks. Uh, he'll, he'll get a lot of fly ball outs and be very effective, especially when he's pitching in, in his home uh, stadium. So if you had to pick up one, it'd be Bruce Chen? Yeah, uh, it would. Over Wei-Yin Chen and you? No, I'd go the other way. I'd go with Wei-Yin Chen. Um, if you look at the history of Japanese pitchers coming over, a lot of them have been high strikeout pitchers, um, you know, almost, almost to a man. You know, the, even the Keigawas, the Daisuke Matsuzakas, uh, the Yu Darvishes. Um, Chen came over from the Japanese leagues, and he, he was really more an ERA guy. A few years ago, he had the lowest ERA in the Central League, I think, since 1968. Stat of the day number two for you. <laughs> Jeez. But, well, because I look this stuff up, I have to know these things. You do. And I just pick them up along the way. But, I, I mean, he's, he's an ERA guy as opposed to someone who's supposed to throw a lot of strikeouts. So mm-hmm. I think the expectation for him is do, do, it's almost Bruce Chen-like in a way now. You know, pitch to contact. You don't have to get a lot of strikeouts. Just get us outs and have a low ERA. And, yeah, Chen, only two walks so far in three Bruce starts. Chen. Yeah, Bruce Chen, right. <laughs> I think the other stat I had, I might be screwing this up, but uh, I heard it on SportsCenter last night. The last time Bautista and Lind homered in a game, Ricky Romero beat the Rays 7-3. Or whatever, whatever happened last night was exactly what happened the last time. Spooky. Bautista <laughs> Creepy. and homered in the, in the same game. Injuries, news, and notes. No surgery required for Jacoby Ellsbury, so you're looking at one to two months, maybe six to, something, six to eight weeks, you know, that kind of time frame for Ellsbury. Uh, Justin Upton has a thumb injury, and he's going to see a hand specialist. He may need a DL stint. Should we pick up Gerardo Parra? He's only 4% of leagues. Yes, you should. Um, he will have some value if he plays every day. Chris Young will have an MRI on his shoulder after he crashed into the outfield wall. You never like that. Mark Teixeira could be back in the Yankees lineup tonight. He has been sick. When does Johnny Damon start? I'd put it at three weeks, maybe. That long? Um, well, I mean, he, has, he didn't do any spring training. Who yeah. knows what he was doing in the offseason when he was trying to sign with the team. Um, and they still got to figure out, you know, how good he is. As Drupal Cabrera on the bereavement list, he'll be out a minimum of three days. Giancarlo Stanton is homerless and dropped to sixth in the order, Al. Yeah, a little slow start for him. And again, not playing every day with the knee issue. A little bit reminiscent of last year. Um, if I recall, he got off to a slow start. And I know he definitely had some health issues early. And that wound up being okay. So I think Stanton will be fine. Pirates starting pitcher Jeff Karstens left after one inning with shoulder inflammation. They did not have their closer, Joel Hanrahan, last night because of a hamstring injury. He's day-to-day for now. And looking at uh, some more closers or relievers. Mark Melanson was bad. Heath Bell... Wasn't. He was good. That We're happy about that. And then the Giants, we all kind of want to see Sergio Romo win that job, but last night he was the setup man for Santiago Casilla. Both of them did well, and Casilla got the save. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a committee now or just Casilla, but Casilla suddenly is the uh, the the clearer choice here, and and I think that's been the kind of the popular choice on our uh, waiver wire. So yeah. uh, people been been making the right choice there. I looked it up this morning, and Romo is still owned in more leagues, thirty seven percent to thirty five percent, but that will change. Yeah, and Luke Hoshaber ankle injury bumped back to Friday, but not skipped in the rotation. We asked for your trades. You gave them to us. We will review them via Twitter and via email at fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Here is Hoppy on Twitter. 16-team mixed dynasty keeper league. Take Harper and Cozart for Axford and Peralta. So would you give up Axford and Peralta to take Harper and Cozart? I would do that. Absolutely, I would do that. Yeah, it seems like a pretty darn good one. Yeah. Keeper leagues, you don't, you don't want to – I mean, keeper league, whatever – you got a reliever there in Axford who you can – I mean, Axford was a waiver wire pickup a couple of years ago. You yeah. can grab these guys left and right off waiver wire. You can grab Santiago Casilla today and have a replacement for Axford possibly. Yeah, no, I mean and, – and I say that this is a great deal even though I think of Axford as one of maybe five or six relievers that I view as elite and solid when there are so many that are, are iffy. But I still think you'll have a, an easier time replacing Axford than you know finding a, a you know, long-term prospect like Harkber. Right. Yeah. Donnie Sampson on Twitter, 10-team AL-only Roto League, trade Danks and get Delman Young. Mm. I like it. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very even trade. Um, it, uh, to me, it'd be always be like, let me see the rest of your roster to see where the biggest need is. But uh, you certainly can't go, go wrong here. Uh, what are we doing here? Can we get the you know the red pen out and do this right? Like, like <laughs> we're at the University of Fantasy Baseball here. We have to give grades. I'm sorry, I'm on sabbatical right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We we could make up some bad trades and we could disagree on. Well, them, you're giving these A's, right? Yeah. I, oh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I give uh, the Harper Cozart. Well, I give that a uh, a B plus. Okay. I give that one an A. And Danks for or uh, trade Danks and get Delman. Yeah, it's a B minus. It's a it's a decent trade, but it's a very even exchange. You're not. It's not like you're. Getting a steal. I go a little higher with a B on that one. So Great if, if anybody missed it, <laughs> you better be careful. You're the teacher assistant here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was much tougher last time, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah. If anybody missed it, I'm the dean, apparently. Dean Azer. Dean Azer. Professor rolls Al. off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and teaching assistant, Nando DeFeet. <laughs> I let the kids call me Nando. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> uh, Lowell Ahe on Twitter. Head-to-head league, 5x5, five five, giving up. Bautista and Jim Johnson for Beltron and Strasburg. Deep at closer, and I crush at the dish. <laughs> <laughs> Giving up Bautista and Jim Johnson for Carlos Beltron and Steven Strasburg. Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah, gut, the, the gut response was uh, no, even though he crushes at the dish uh, to give up Bautista. In my mind, the best player in this trade. Um, but Beltron, healthy and he's hitting home runs. Yeah. Strasburg's a... Uh, once-in-a-lifetime talent. <laughs> I, the, the talent on the other side combined is actually better. Uh, Beltron and Strasburg. Uh, all right, I, B, a B. Would you I, do it? I, well, I, yeah, anything above a C. Anything is above a C means do it. Okay, that's yeah. what I figured. B, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw a ah, – man, I want to throw a C at this one right now because Beltron just could get hurt. Strasburg – I like him. I think he's great. But Jim Johnson, I'm all for trading closers because they're easy to pick up, or they're you know sometimes they come at a lower discount because the perception is they're easy to pick up. So I like giving up Jim Johnson. I'm just not sure I like giving up Bautista. 
Yeah, like I said, my gut response to this was, no, don't trade Joey Bats. But, you know, I think he does get it, – look, it's a little bit of risk with Strasburg. Right. But um, if he's got a lot of depth in his lineup, which he's saying he does. He crushes at the dish. He crushes at the dish. <laughs> so uh, I think he's getting good value for a guy that uh, he may be able to But he to could be crushing at the dish right now with, like, Josh Willingham and uh, Omar Infante. That could be his definition of crushing at the dish. Mm. Like, right now he's crushing at the well, dish. Well, look, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. All right. Um, but you're right. He could be. <laughs> he could have Infante and Willingham. Uh, would you all trade Alex Avila for Jesus Montero in a ten-team head-to-head league? Ten-team head-to-head. I guess the question is: Would you rather have Avila or Montero? I'd rather have Avila. Uh, yeah, I would too. It was not a keeper, right? No. Yeah, Avila. Uh, this is an email from Tim. Hello, fantasy party people. Yeah. I guess we bring the fun around here, huh? Everyone in my league is saying I got ripped off on this trade. What do you think? I gave up Mark Teixeira, Michael Young, Alex Avila, and Anibal Sanchez. Four, Adrian Beltre, David Price, Jesus Montero, and Jaime Garcia. Giving up to <laughs> We'll be Sh- back in a half hour, everybody. We're going to figure this out. Giving up Teixeira, Michael Young, Avila, and Anibal Sanchez for Beltre. Price, Jesus Montero, and Jaime Garcia. It's another Avila Montero swap, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I hate it. You do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I don't like. I I don't like it. Why? Yeah. uh, I'm just adding these things up, and they don't add up. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Fine. Montero and Avila might cancel each other out. Avila might be a, a bit of an edge. It's it's too much to give up to basically what what you're doing is you're upgrading from Anibal Sanchez to David Price, which is a nice upgrade. Way too much to give up in the rest of the trade, though. Now, here's the thing. If the season started today, who would you draft first? Mark Teixeira or Adrian Beltre? Oh, I'd, t- I'd take Beltre a little bit ahead of Teixeira. But we didn't at draft day. We did not? Did we? Beltre I, think, ahead of I mean, it depends which. I, I think in most of the leagues, uh, I saw Tex going first. It was close. Yeah, that's what they, I'm saying. Yeah. Tex went first. Mm-hmm. But I, I like getting Beltre over Teixeira. But slightly. All right. Slightly. So it's that's, not enough to justify it. Well, it's, Michael Young lines up with Jaime Garcia in this trade, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm not. That's really the sticking point for me. Yeah. No, I'm not crazy about that either. I broke it down the exact same way, and it's it certainly, you know, like I said, price over Sanchez. I don't see him making it up the other way with uh, Young over Garcia. Okay, here's Mike in Detroit. Dear Fantasy Baseball's NASA. That would be Nando, Al, Scott, and Adam. I like it. Should I give up Giovanni Gallardo and Josh Johnson for Justin Verlander and Danny Duffy? Giving up Gallardo and Johnson for Verlander and Duffy. It's a 10-team head-to-head league. And his other starters are Bumgarner, Beachy, Anibal Sanchez, Doug Fister, Rick Porcello, Matt Hare, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Ivani Gallardo and Josh Johnson for Verlander and Duffy. I can understand the, the reason for this because he, he lacks a really true dependable uh, ace to anchor the staff. But I just think that there is – Nando and I both like Duffy, but to me this is way too much speculation when you could have Gallardo and or Johnson be your ace. Um, yeah, I just think that there's there's the risk of losing way too much value replacing one of those two guys, JJ or Gallardo, with with Duffy. I'm with Al. I'm 100 percent with Al, and uh, he sent us his other starting pitchers that we can see here. And I, I'd I'd maybe try Josh Johnson off a start last night where he looks fine. Pair Johnson with like Doug Fister for Verlander and Duffy, and see what you can do. That's more even. Yeah. All right. Now you say he doesn't have a true dependable ace, mm-hmm. but he has potential there with Gallardo Johnson. 
And then I'll throw Bumgarner in there, and I just wanted to bring mm-hmm. him up because he's in the, the notes later on in the show. I don't know if we get to it. Bumgarner is not striking people out. I don't know if you're worried about that. I think he has something like seven strikeouts and 17 and a third innings. Yeah, he's not. Um, no, I'm not worried about that. If this were maybe a year ago, I would because he, in his rookie season, he struck out more guys or guys at a, at a higher rate than he did in the minors. So he could have thought, okay, you know, batters are going to adjust. Maybe it was a fluke. But, you know, he made even more progress last season. So I, I don't think uh, – I think Bumgarner's done, done enough to earn our trust. Otis from Chicago has a question, and this is going to bring up a, a debate that we're all going to have about trade vetoes. Here we go. I love the podcast. I was wondering if you think that this is a fair trade between two teams in my league. This is the, my first season playing fantasy baseball. Ten-team head-to-head points league. Um, the trade is team one gives up Lance Berkman, David Freeze, and Matt Holliday. I'm wondering if Team 1 is a Cubs fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving up Lance Berkman, David Freeze, and Matt Holliday. Team 2 is giving up Joey Votto, David Wright, and Ryan Braun. So you're trading Berkman, Freeze, and Holliday for Votto, David Wright, and Ryan Braun. This trade does not seem fair to me. I had to think about this for a while, so I looked at each player, found that Berkman and Freeze are day-to-day with injuries, and they have missed some games. So I feel that Team 1 is pulling a fast one on Team 2. Decided to vote to veto the trade... What are your thoughts? First of all, your thoughts on this trade, and then we get into the veto discussion. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is a massacre, this trade. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. You're 100% right, Otis. This trade is ridiculous. (laughs) Giving up Berkman, Freeze, and Holiday for Votto, Wright, and Braun is an absolute steal. There's no doubt about it. Team 1 completely ripped off Team 2. That said, I mean, right? Uh, Yeah. I think it's closer than we're trying to make it sound here, but it's – I mean, I can see an argument – where someone who's playing for the first year or whatever might think this is a decent deal. Right, um, would you rather have Votto or Berkman? Well, I'd rather have Votto. Wright or Freeze? I'd rather have Wright. Braun or Holiday? And I'd rather have Braun. So it's not that close. I'm just saying you can make an argument <laughs> that maybe, you know, maybe Wright's abdominal strain will yeah. pop up a little I more. I can't make that argument. All right, I'm trying, just, I'm trying to Especially with the other third baseman is David Freeze, who can't seem to stay healthy for a month at a time. That's so. also true. Now, this right. happens in your league. What do you do? Hot Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> what do you do? Here's the thing, all right, because, we again, we talked about this a little bit before uh, we started taping, and I said, you know, I never like to veto trades. That has to be really extreme, but I would want this trade vetoed. Really? You, I, I, even I really, you would veto this Even trade. I wouldn't. I consider myself strongly anti-veto, and, and here's the thing. If you substituted... Um, I just can't think of a player off the top of my head, but if you substituted somebody for Berkman or Freeze who was like a, a, a young and up-and-coming guy, and especially if it was a keeper league. Um, Desmond I'd, Jennings? I'd say, okay, yeah, good, yeah. So Jennings in place of Berkman. I'd probably be much le- less likely to veto it, even if it were a single-season league, and definitely if it were a keeper league. I'd still veto that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Right, go Because no, I really, I, I, you know, I'm sort of a, a laissez-faire guy when it comes to, you know, this kind of stuff. Like, let, you know, let people make their mistakes. And obviously, if it happens repeatedly, you know, then, yeah, you don't want one owner taking, care, uh, taking advantage, rather, of another owner uh, repeatedly. But, um, you know, let people kind of learn and don't, don't interfere. But, I mean, there, I just can't find any merit. I can't give any benefit of the doubt here. Because um, to me, a veto is almost like an insult of, you know, intelligence. Like, well, you know, you're, you're not is, fit yeah. to, you know, make a trade uh, yourself, you know, if you can find some reason to support the side that's getting ripped off. But I can't find it here. Well, I will say Team 2, 
You're a moron, and I'm vetoing. Oh, this. that's maybe he's just like a ten year old who's playing that's fantasy. True. I'm first. sorry. That's hey, true. That's true. We're missing. He got Voto and Braun, obviously in the draft, which is pretty impressive. I think even in a ten team. Yeah. League. Yeah. You have to wonder. Uh, he's got to have some kind of skill. That's not. That's not an auto draft. There's no way auto drafts gonna let those guys both go. What ten, eleven, or even. Six, whatever the wraparound of six is. Like well, Votto did drop in, in a few of the drafts that I was in this year. I was really surprised. I don't know if he would have dropped to the middle of the second round, though. I, he did. I know, I know there was at least one mock that I did you know what? that late. Some leagues uh, are pitcher heavy, and yeah. guys tend to drop. But anyway, you, no, yeah, the point is, yeah. what do you think about vetoing? Uh, I know how Al feels. I know how I feel. How do you feel? I don't think it's someone's place to vote for a veto. I think that's why you have a commissioner, and the commissioner's got a man up here. Unless, of course, he's, he's team two. <laughs> but this is why you have a commissioner. It's, it yeah. sucks and it's stressful sometimes, mm. but you got to ball up and just say, no, this is insane. Come back with a different trade. You're going to be Professor Al. But what if the commissioner's part of the deal? See, that's why I don't like the commissioner veto thing. I don't like one person having the power. I like majority. Everybody has a chance to vote on the veto. See, that's the thing. I love vetoing trades. I think it's great because I, inevitably you're going to be playing in a league it's very rare you play in a league where everybody's an expert. Everybody knows what they're doing. And then you get a situation where the, the people who do know what they're doing, they take advantage of those who don't. So I think vetoing is very important. I don't like the commissioner being able to give it a thumbs up or thumbs down because if he's involved in a crappy trade, you don't get the chance to veto it. But anyway, what I think you should do is, you know, major, if uh, in a 10-team league, if four people vote against it, then it gets vetoed. You know what I really think they should do? There's a service out there um, when, I, when I was with – my former employer, the Wall Street Journal, I, I'd written about it, uh, and I can't. I think it's Roto Judge or Fantasy yeah. Judge. You pay like eight bucks. You send it to this guy who's a lawyer, and he will send back um, a judgment, like a literal. Like he, he's a lawyer. He he yeah. actually writes it out, like you know, with all the spacing, like they do in the legal judgments. I'll do it for free, Nando. All right, fine. Fan, do, <laughs> set, set it up. Do it on your, the podcast here. We'll tell you if it's yeah, a good trade or not. You get it all. It's like it's like you know, like the smoking gun legitimate it's documents. Really cool. that's, that's true. We can't. We, we don't. Well, we could produce that, but we don't. So you're, I guess you, for your eight dollars, you get some value. <laughs> I'll find out this guy. I'll, I'll tweet it out when it's I retweet cool. the podcast with the guy's <laughs> name. He, he was a cool dude too. And just, I'm like, that's a great idea. It's a totally, you know, objective point of view. You don't have your friends. Last year, I think I talked about this in a different podcast, but last year I made a trade at the start of the year. Ricky Romero and Chase Utley, I gave up. Yeah. Or I got for Adrian Gonzalez. And my league went nuts. And these are, these are dudes who have played for like 10 years. They're, oh, what are you doing? That's a ripoff. Why are you giving him Adrian Gonzalez? Everyone veto the trade. I got a majority veto of the trade, and I blasted everybody on the message board. And I made side bets. That, you know, I, they finally let the trade go through. Uh, I made bets for like bottles of expensive alcohol. Like I bet you they have more points at the end of the year than Gonzalez, and they did. And that's why I don't like the majority rules because, you know, people follow the leader who's bitching and moaning on the message board about what an unfair trade it is. And after they did, after you won that bet, boy, did you party! I was, eh, I still got the bottle. I'll bring it in, Johnny Walker Green. We'll drink it during the podcast. I don't know about Johnny that. Walker it's Green. That's, that sounds like the Kool Aid slime. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Ecto Cooler. It's Ecto Cooler whiskey. <laughs> All right, let's just uh, do some more from around baseball, and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, Brad Lidge got the save last night, but he did allow a double and a walk before retiring three straight. So again, if you're looking for clarity in that bullpen. Didn't get it last night. <clears throat> Do you like Anthony Bass's upside as a San Diego starter? He pitched okay yesterday. Nando? Uh, I kind of do. Um, I actually brought him up two days ago on the show. Al had him yesterday as a guy to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like his upside as a starter for San Diego, but I, I think 
if we're gonna play the Azer game here, where you put him up against a lot of people, I'm gonna like him less and I'm less. About to, I'm but I mean, if, if you're if you're looking for someone, you know, lowish, I mean, I'd rather have Smiley, I think, than than Anthony Bass. Mo- who, Moyer who I think is, or Bass? Uh, I think I'd have Moyer. Yeah. So Moyer or Bass? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going Bass. And you know, oh, that's a tough one. You're you're really putting me in a spot because you're asking me. Choose between the one guy who's older than me in baseball versus the, the one guy who went to Wayne State, where I went for a couple of years. Where didn't you go? <laughs> where didn't got, you live? See, well, I got you know, three degrees and went different places for all three. You so. claim you're like, a, you're like Mitt Romney of, of, of <laughs> yes. fantasy. You, he can claim Michigan, Massachusetts, uh, a couple other states that he's, you know, he's somehow from. I guess Al, Al can I, claim just like 17 I guess that's places. one thing I have in common then uh, <laughs> with, with Mitt Romney. The Mitt Romney of Fantasy Podcast. <laughs> All right, ready? Bass or Dylan G? Uh, Bass or Dylan G? Uh, Bass. I like G. Bass or Detweiler? Mm. I think I like Detweiler there too. Yeah, me too. Detweiler. Nationals, lowest DRA in the NL, right? Did uh, I didn't see know. that. That's a former first-round draft pick. Detweiler? Coming into his own. Yeah, I think Detweiler was like number seven overall or something like that. Yeah, up there, yeah. Jeff Neiman took the loss in Toronto, 61% ownership, five innings, two runs, five strikeouts. Not terrible. No, not terrible. Um, I think there were three unearned runs that uh, did not get charged to him. So his line actually looked pretty decent. Um, didn't see the game, so you know, don't know exactly how much of that was defense and how much was his. But, uh, yeah, I think he, he got a little bit of a raw deal there. Concerned at all about John Lester, who got shelled yesterday? No. Me neither. And give me your thoughts on Pirates first baseman Garrett Jones. He's batting three oh four with two home runs and four RBIs. Does he get enough playing time to be mixed league relevant? I don't think so because they they played McGee mm-hmm. McGee McGee, McGee. McGee. We were saying yeah. Well, I'm saying it phonetically so people who are looking to pick him up don't go for Jake. Hey, look, yeah, yeah, but people it might be people <laughs> fancy football leagues that are yeah, it's know. true. M C G H E E is playing a little bit at first base and uh, and Haig Hog. There's another one for you. <laughs> that one I don't. He's, know. he's been in the mix just a little bit. But he he got optioned. Uh, oh, that's right. He's gone the now, day yeah. before. Yeah, which is disappointing because I was trying to start a campaign where people would just call him the Haig. But <laughs> won't sorry, get Al. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> All right, deep leagues, Garrett Jones or Aubrey Huff? Aubrey Huff seems like he's playing every day in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but I'll still take off. Yeah. Garrett Jones or Brian LaHare? LaHare. LaHare. All right, we're done here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for all your comments on Twitter and via email. Back tomorrow. Is Scott back tomorrow? Yes, he is. All right. Scott White will be here. How does that make you feel, Al? That's, that was a very enthusiastic, all right. <laughs> I haven't seen Scott in a while, all right? That's right. Yeah, haven't been able to say that for Sorry. a while. Sorry. <laughs> all right, we're done. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy your ecto cooler. Talk to you tomorrow.